0: Joe Biden has, in a new poll, I think the lowest poll numbers that I've ever seen. Only 22% of Americans polled in this poll we're going to get into from uh, TPP shows that only 22% of Americans want him to run in 2024. The vice president, who we were told by the president, was ready to go on day one, can't seem to keep anyone, anyone of, I guess, political value on her staff. You now have former staffers telling the Washington Post these are not people running to Fox News, running to Breitbart to air dirty laundry to sell a book. These are people that are saying that the vice president is unprepared, She's in over her head. And for that, she's also bitter and tyrannical. Try to imagine that being the president. of it. This is everything they said about Donald Trump. That Trump was, and this goes to, let me take a tangent here very early on in the program. The Will Guide to Two-Way Media Perception. It is on display daily. For example... When Donald Trump enacted travel bans, they called it racist. Now with Joe Biden, it's just common sense. It's good policy. It's science. But the Wilkow Guide to Two-Way Media Perception works like this. It's really, really four-way. If you have no experience in Washington and you're a progressive, you're an outsider. You're a new voice, right? That was Barack Obama. That was Barack Obama. If you've been in Washington forever and you're a Democrat, you've experience. That's Joe Biden. If you are a Republican, John McCain, you're part of the problem and you're a racist. If you are a Republican or a conservative or a libertarian with no experience. Well, you just have no experience. Right? You're not you're not an outsider. You're not a you're not a you're not a new voice. See how that works? So Kamala Harris was the noob to Joe Biden's steadfast leadership. You had you have the aging Statesman, the legend, a legend of the Senate, the former vice president. You know, Orange Man Bad had to go. Orange Man Bad had upended everything that was right and good about the federal government. So what we needed was a course correction. And Joe Biden seemed like that just calmer, less dramatic option but he had to be partnered with something new. It couldn't, they couldn't make the mistake of Hillary Clinton bringing on Tim Kaine. Is there anybody that thought that was a good pick? Tim Kaine? I mean, the only less inspiring pick than that was Paul Ryan. It was almost as if they just took a, a button off of one of Mitt Romney's Brooks Brothers suits, put it in an incubator, and out popped Paul Ryan. Like, you don't want the vice president, the 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 person you share the ticket with, to be exactly like you. I mean, even Ronald Reagan knew that. Ronald Reagan was the was the outsider conservative. Yes, he was the governor of California, but on politics. He was a, a steadfast outsider conservative, whereas George H.W. Bush represented all that was the establishment. So Reagan needed to balance the ticket and took George H.W. Bush. Weintick 695, Patriot 9572874. I guess I have no explanation for Al Gore other than him being a senator. McCain took Palin, right? Here you have the guy that everybody knows, the known commodity, and he brought in the wildcat to be on the ticket. Obama being kind of an outsider himself, there was balance, at least seeking of balance. Not exactly with Paul Ryan. But that's what Kamala Harris was supposed to be. And nothing is working right now. So spending time on Jesse Smollett or shakeups in the broadcast industry, not worth really our time. This is this is really kind of frightening. You have China threatening Taiwan, Biden with no real policy, if we're being honest. Russia threatening Ukraine, Biden with no real policy, if we're being honest. Now the Chinese are seeking a deep water Navy port in the Atlantic ocean in West Africa, and they're going to build it. It's almost as if every five minutes, our military and intelligence services are being caught by surprise by the Russians or the Chinese or the North Koreans or the Iranians. Meanwhile, you've got woke generals. You've got increased surveillance of Americans. You have people running, ah, insurrection, everything's the insurrection, insurrection. It's almost as if the rest of the world is taking advantage right now in ways they weren't two years ago. Two years ago, two years ago, the Chinese, whether they liked it or not, were at the table, were at the table discussing tariffs. I'm going to play some audio of potato chips. Also, now, not to be content, the Justice Department is going is suing Texas over gerrymandering. Have you seen some of these districts in Maryland? They look like somebody took noodles, spaghetti, and just threw them at a map and made a district. Both parties carve out districts that they think are going to be advantageous to them. So now we're learning that there's only a violation of Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act when congressional districts are drawn in ways that Democrats think no longer create concentrations of demographics that benefit them. And that's all that that is. You can look all over the damn congressional map. You've got these crazy squiggly line, you know, blocks and tails and weird, weird shapes all over the place. I have never heard a Democrat say, you know, what, we should just do draw a grid and that's a congressional district. Just, yeah, just, you know, just make them into squares and rectangles. Try, that's it. No more weird oblong shapes. No curves, no bends. But there they are. You can look at Maryland. Look at some of the crazy districts that are drawn in Maryland. And don't tell me about redistricting people out. If you remember, oh God, what was the guy's name? He was a broadcast executive that uh, after Anthony Weiner, Bob Turner ran and won in Queens. And you know what they did? They got, just got rid of his district. The Democrats in New York just got rid of his district. They just, they just gerrymandered him out of existence. And there were no lawsuits. We got bigger problems than Jesse Smollett. Now, I do have a simple question for the engineers at Twitter. If I tweet out that Jesse Smollett is telling the truth, are you going to flag me for misinformation? I need to know. I mean, this is almost embarrassing. Now, if somebody's going to say, let me, let me, let me be the bad guy in this one, I guess. We're not seeing any of his courtroom testimony. The media is running in the opposite direction. Newsbusters was right to point out. He did these interviews with people like Robin Roberts about just how hard it is being a black gay man in America. You know, two guys, two guys were waiting for him in downtown Chicago At 1 o'clock in the morning in sub-zero temperatures, cartoonishly wearing red manga hats. And nobody thought, that's a little far. That's a little improbable. But the media ran with it. This is how black gay men have to live their lives in America. Now we see nothing. And I've seen criticism. Well, you know, we saw the Ahmad Arbery trial. We're seeing, we saw Kyle Rittenhouse. Nobody got murdered here. Nobody died. Nobody's dead, right? There's no death toll to Jesse Smollett. He's just a moron. Now, what really, uh, to wrap this up, maybe I'll bring it up a little bit later. But we have a we have a full boat of, uh, of guests today. And actually, we're going to round out the program. Carla Spaulding is going to join us for a Promises Made, Promises Kept segment. She's a Navy veteran, and yes, a black woman, running against Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who, by the way, didn't they gerrymander out Alan West? Anyway, does anyone have the courage? Does anyone have the courage to say that Jesse Smollett has set back or made a mockery of real people who've been the victims of of so-called hate crimes? I'm not in denial that some people act on on race. Of course they do. There are people that hate people for all sorts of reasons. There are black people that hate white people, white people that hate black people, Hispanic people that hate Asian people. I mean, it's just, that's, when you have 300 something million people, there's gonna be a measurable number of people who hate other people. But if you are a black activist who has spent your life trying to bring about justice for black people who've been the victims of so-called hate crimes? How does this make you feel that this man faked this? Same for people who have spent their activist careers dealing with gay bashing. You know, if gay bashing and hate crimes against black people are so prevalent, you don't have to fake them. Have you noticed how many of these hate crime hoaxes, it, it seems like there are more hoaxes that come to light than anything else. If the if America is, if the streets are just, you know, littered with bodies of gay bashing and minority uh, victim hate crimes, you don't need to fake this stuff. Does anyone have the courage in the activist community to say Jussie Smollett did an injustice here? Anyone? Does anyone have the courage? No, of course not. Everybody's trying to save face in this because instead of looking at this critically and going, well, let's see the evidence. Oh, that's a little cartoonish and far-fetched. They went all in, all in. All right, we have more important things to get to. Uh, Jen Psaki does not want to answer any questions about Hunter Biden's laptop. You know, you've got Biden forming commissions to study corruption and promising to be transparent. Meanwhile, the son of the president of the United States is outselling art to anonymous buyers. We know there's evidence of crimes on this laptop, also known as the Laptop from Hell, Miranda Devine's book. I assume at some point we will have her on the program about the book. But it's almost like, how dare you ask about the president's son? Children are off question. First of all, he's 50. He's 50. And he is, you know, it's funny how we talk about gun control and mental health, lying on federal forms. Hunter Biden has gotten away with everything. If you want, to t- you want to talk about what white privilege is, that's white privilege. Actually, it's government privilege. Has Hunter Biden been held accountable for anything? No, not at all. But don't bother potato chips with this. She's got better stuff to talk about. Cut one. Thanks, uh, Jen. The Biden administration today put out a big report about addressing corruption. I want to ask you two quick and hopefully pretty easy questions about that. Um, shortly after President Biden's uh, virtual meeting with the Chinese President, uh, the first son's attorney said that he has finally divested from a Chinese investment fund controlled by state-owned entities. I was hoping you could commit to uh, basic transparency about that transaction, including the name of the buyer, the dollar amount, and the timing. And the second question is My colleague Miranda Devine has a new book out called uh, The Laptop from Hell. And I was hoping that you could confirm that the laptop is indeed authentic um, and not Russian disinformation, as you seemed to suggest on Twitter last year. Well, uh, on the first. Uh the president's son is not an employee of the federal government, so I'd point you to his representatives. And as it relates to the book, I've neither, neither had the time nor interest in exploring or reading the book. Go ahead, I mean, the Tina. Attorney go ahead, didn't Tina. Give any I, I think I answered your okay, question. Okay, don't bother. Go ahead. Right? You, you can go to the representative of the person who's not an employee of the federal government. Go ahead, That's Tina. I think nice we have to move on. Wow, did, was Don Jr. an employee of the federal government? I don't think so. But well, the Democrats wanted him arrested every day. So, he's not an employee of the federal government. Well, what about 10% for the big guy? Is the big guy an employee of the federal government? Listen to the way she so angrily dismisses any questions about the business dealings of the son of the president of the United States. The media went running, screaming. We have audio. We've played it. I'm not going to play it again. We have audio of Joe Biden literally bragging about how he threatened to withhold foreign aid to Ukraine if they didn't fire a, in their system of government, federal prosecutor who was looking into corruption at the oil and natural gas company, where Hunter Biden just happened to be on the board of directors with no experience in oil and natural gas, no background in science or engineering, or any executive leadership. But for some reason... This Ukrainian oil and natural gas company so badly wanted to pay Hunter Biden millions of dollars to sit on their board of directors to advise them how. Is he an expert in drilling? Petroleum extraction? Marketing? Sales? Pipeline construction? None of this. What was he? That's right. He was the son of the vice president of the United States. That's what they were buying. Chinese state-run banks wanted to get involved in investing with Hunter Biden. Why? What successful investing was he involved in? What experience did Hunter Biden have in, in, in investing? Did he have some great success in venture capital? No. What were they buying? Access to the vice president of the United States. Wine 695 Patriot 9572874. But don't bring that up to potato chips. She's too busy. Now let's listen to her. This is getting pathetic. This constant we love Kamala routine, what is, what is going on here? I mean, we know what's going on, but this is this is kind of getting pathetic. Cut to I want to ask about the Washington Post article. There's another article that's come out after a string of articles detailing dysfunction in the Vice President's office. Um, And then the Director of Operations put out a tweet today talking about how much he loved his job. Uh, There was a similar sort of social media push this summer following some negative headlines uh, about ongoings in the Vice President's office. Did anybody ask the Deputy Director to put out a positive tweet today, or was that all him? I'm not aware of any asks for a positive tweet or a specific tweet. I would point you to the vice president's office, but I work with a number of people in the vice president's office who certainly are looking forward to continuing their job. This is getting pathetic. We love Kamala. We really do. We just love her so much. We love you, Kamala. Oh, yes, we do. We don't love anyone as much as you. When you're not near us, we're blue. Oh, Kamala, we love you. We really, we need it. Yes, we do. That was a Camp Olympus song when I was a kid. If you don't know, I went to a camp with Idina Menzel. She used to sing that song.